Welcome to the Racer X podcast show with myself, Steve Mathis, and uh, David Pingree. This is a Ask Ping edition, I guess, Ping. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to your own show. Welcome to my own show. I've always wanted to say that. Uh, Here we are. And, and uh, this would be ODI Grips, right? Yeah, ODI Grips has been a sponsor of Ask Ping all year, and big thank you to them. And uh, right. so that we continue to support our sponsors, uh, we wanted to produce something today, although a typed-out editorial was not going to happen because... Yeah, please please get into this a little bit. I have some broken, uh, some broken bones, and uh, for the first time, I, I'm pretty sure since I was... Every injury I've ever had has been because of racing, except for one time when a fat girl jumped on my arm on a trampoline and broke it when I was like... <laughs> so that aside this is the only non-motocross injury i've ever had and it's odd but uh it was weird weird stories i was telling you earlier halloween night pretty excited kids are going out uh you know all dressed up doing the whole thing my daughter's got her little poodle on a leash and she's gonna like cruise her around with her you know mm-hmm. doing their trick-or-treating thing we get to this house, you know, I'm on the sidewalk with some other parents and stuff, and my daughter knocks on this door, and all of a sudden I see our dog tearing across the lawn with a pit bull right behind it in tow. And I'm like, oh, brother. So I go sprinting after it. They run into the street. I hear like a, you know, what sounds like a dog being mauled by a pit bull. <laughs> and... uh I reach down, grab my dog's leash, and I try to pull it away, you know, like, obviously it's not coming, the dog's got it, fortunately, by, like, its back leg, and so I just start punching this pit bull in the face, like, as hard as I can punch it, trying to, you know, trying to hit its eye, or something would get it to let go, and, uh, anyone who's ever had an altercation with a pit bull knows mm-hmm. this isn't going to work, but, you know, you got all that adrenaline going in the moment, like, it's hard to think straight. So I'm just pummeling this thing in the face as hard as I can, <laughs> and uh, my, my father-in-law comes running up. Like a regular dog, the bounty hunter. Get it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he comes running up, big dude, and he takes a kick, a swipe at this thing right in the gut, just boom, picks it up off the ground. The dog doesn't make a peep, doesn't let go. I mean, it doesn't even phase it. Um, so, like, three kicks like an NFL punter right to this dog's belly, and it's not doing anything. Yeah. Finally, another guy jumps in, and he kind of, like, lays on the thing and kind of chokes it out a little bit. And uh, I, at that point, stand up, and I kick the dog in the neck, and I get it to let go for a second, and I start to yank my dog up, and it reaches up and grabs it again. Oh. So I give it another kick to the neck, and it finally lets go, and then um, the other guy kind of threw it through the other, like, threw the pit bull off to the side, and at that point, like, I grab my dog, and someone's got a flashlight. They're pointing at me, and I'm looking. There's blood all over me. The dog's, like, bleeding. Happy got Halloween, couple, by the way. Happy Halloween. Yeah, right. Got a couple big puncture wounds in its leg, so it's, it's bleeding. And and as I'm holding it and looking at the dog, I see that there's a, just a ginormous, like, buckle in my hand. I'm like, what? I didn't even feel it at that point. You know, I got so much adrenaline going. So I'm like, crap, all right. And the owner walks up at that point, and it's over. Are you okay? Are you all right? It's like this little Middle Eastern lady. I'm like, no, I'm not okay, you idiot. 
<laughs> your pit bull just attacked my dog. Like, of course I'm not okay. Like, what are you talking about? So my father-in-law gets my girl, and I hang head home with the dog, and my wife takes it to the vet, and I'm... Thankfully, Eddie Casillas was there from the Asterisk. Oh, how convenient. Mobile Medic Crew. Yeah, he was trick-or-treating with us. So he's got, like, all, you know, his little medic bag and his thing, and he splints me up. And uh, anyway, he thought it was a boxer's fracture. It turns out it's it's that bone. It's your metacarpal, like, at the base of your pinky that covers the flat, goes across the flat part of your hand there, but it's at the at the base of it near the wrist joint, and it's broken into, like, five pieces. So... I'm in a cast, and it makes typing very, very difficult. Yeah. H- hence the call to me to do this. Hence the call to you to take the cheap way out and do a podcast. Right. Right. And I just did a podcast the other day with Oscar Weirdman. I did one this morning with Johnny O. And t- a, ter- a Tim Ferry two-parter earlier this week. Very- I saw that come out. What a big big week for you. Oh, huge week. Big. big I mean, yeah. I, words can't express the excitement. <laughs> Um, well, let's get to the dog thing. Now, I'm, I rescue dogs, and you've been here. You've seen the dogs. So I'm a dog guy. Hey, I rescue dogs. I got four. That's bro. true. So we're in the same boat here. But we differ a little bit. Like I think like the presidential election a little bit. We differ. I'm not so sure it's the pit bull's fault. You knocked on their door. But then again, when you have a pit bull, you should know, hey, I have a pit bull. I see both sides of this. Uh, I'm not sure who to blame. Well, you're not to blame. You're not to blame. Your daughter took the chihuahua. You're not to blame. It was a poodle. Poodle. So whose fault is it? I mean, well, I blame lies somewhere. I have a $600 vet bill. My hand is broken. I right. can't work at the fire department for probably two months. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Who knows if this, this may or may not need surgery. I could be out, you know. Yeah. Significant doctor bills. Yeah. Does it have to here's, be? Here's my thing. Yeah. I, I understand. I, I think people who have pit bulls and Akitas and these these dogs that are aggressive as yeah. pets are—I don't want to say idiots, but let's just say idiots. <laughs> Especially if you have children. Like for you to have a pit bull and have children in the house, like just wow. You just you're not thinking. Uh, I think that. And, and you'll always hear this argument, well, it's the owner, it's the owner, it's not yeah. the dog, so you can raise a very nice, docile pit bull. Uh, you know what, I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure there are, but those dogs have instincts to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this dog, saw mine, thank God my five-year-old daughter didn't have our poodle in her arms, like holding her. True. Because then what, 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 then what goes down, right. you know? Right, uh, You know, just thank God no kids were hurt, but... Um, if you're going to have one of those pets and you know it's Halloween and you're going to be opening your door to little kids all night long, yeah, yeah. put your freaking dog away. Put yeah. it in the garage. Put it in the bedroom for the night. Like, is that so difficult? I mean, I put my dogs in the backyard because I don't want to hear them yap and bark. Even though I know there's no chance of them probably biting anybody, I still, you know what I mean? It's just common sense. This chick has a pit bull at her front door as she's answering the door to kids. She deserves a punch in the face is what I say. <laughs> um yeah I, I see that i see that i can see where you're angry and i see where you're out some money what's funny uh i had a dog attack on one of my walks uh somebody's bulldog got loose and literally you know big fight between my four dogs and this thing well between two of my dogs and this this bulldog had my 
one of my Bassett's butt in its mouth, like clamped onto the back. I had this bulldog lifting up. They were lift. I lifted two dogs off the ground, and this bulldog was not letting go. Like, what are you supposed to do? And I was just like you. I just started. I just started being like Rocky Balboa. I was just that was Drago, and I was Rocky, and it was Christmas Eve, and it was on. And like these things do not care. Bulldogs, pit pit bulls, they don't care. Punch me all you want. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, I I actually had a cop friend tell me. Um, he's like, oh yeah, we we go on these all the time. I I can't use. I've probably shot four or five pit bulls. Because they're either charging us or they're charging other people, and, you know, we've had to fire on them. And he goes, I, I've seen pit bulls get shot in the head and not even phase them. Either the bullet gets lodged in their skull or it actually, yeah. he said he's seen a, a bullet shot at a pit bull, just careened to, like, glance off its head, and, like, you know, oh, ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. How thick must those freaking dogs' heads be? Dude. Ah. Uh, Crazy. I'm a little loopy right now, too, P.S. I'm on a little Vicodin, so right. um, my eyes are crossed. I apologize if I stop making sense or I start to slur words. Well, good luck with the recovery, and uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and thanks for making more work for me on the well, uh, ODI Ask Ping segment. Steven, thanks for pulling slack. Appreciate it. Um, do, do we want to get to the Jeff Ward thing first or letters first? Your call. Um. What do you say? Why don't we why don't we tag team these letters since that's the Ask Pink tradition? Let's get through a few of those. Okay, all right. You sent you sent the best of the best through. We'll we'll solve the world's problems real fast, and then we'll do some bench racing. All right, here we go. Um, from old school, <laughs> that's all he said. Uh, Ping, it seems the older I get, the less tolerant I am of things. I understand. <laughs> so do you, probably, Ping? Uh, <laughs> is it just me, or I'm the only guy that notices how cheesy? It's easy to act like you're drinking your sponsor's energy drink when you're being interviewed on the podium. As great a shape as these guys are in, you know they wouldn't dare put that crap in their body. At least put water in the can and swallow it to give it a realistic effect. Secondly, your column reminded me to ask why the heck are fast dudes like Reed and others wearing hats with their ears tucked inside. It looks retarded. Lastly, kind of along with the hat thing, the big sunglasses, they look terrible on a guy like Poto with a little head. I know they're getting paid, but wouldn't they rather get a different model to look somewhat cool? Help me understand what the heck is going on. Thanks, old school. Uh, let's take this. Let's take this day by. Let's take this question by question. It's a three-parter. The energy drinks on the podium—they're uh, full of water. At least I know the monster ones are. Um, I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, I think this guy thinks they're pretending to drink, but yeah. they're actually drinking. It's just, they call them tour waters, you know, it's yeah. just full of water, but it's a regular can. So, but I mean, they're actually drinking water. What, um, I, don't, what I don't get is, is this guy's upset that they're doing, like they're showing this, but that's the sponsor, and it happens to be an energy drink. If it was a, a, a wheel of cheese... You would hold up a wheel of cheese and pretend to eat some cheese. That, that's. Would you take a big bite of cheese on the podium? I would think you would break yourself off a little chunk and eat it. I don't think Aaron. Would, <laughs> I don't think Aaron. Just a little gouda yeah, I don't on think, the podium. I don't think Aaron would wait while you ate a whole wheel of cheese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but like, who cares? Like, I know this guy's upset that they're not really drinking the energy drink, but who cares? It's a sponsor. Do what you got to do. It is a sponsor, and you know what? I I would tell you that most of these guys. Occasionally, we'll have one. I mean, I mean, or, or Ken Roxon will occasionally have twenty. Well, 
Perhaps. Um, you know, I, like RV would be probably one of the guys who doesn't drink them so often, I would guess. Uh, right. But, second, anyway. Second question, the hats. Why are they tucking their ears in their hats? <sighs> i got to agree with the guy on this one. What's your take on the ears in the hat? When did this happen? Dude, first of all, I was made fun of a lot this past week on the Pulp MX show for my cargo shorts and flip-flops attire that I sport 24-7. So yeah. perhaps I'm not What's the best. What's wrong with that? Well, according to my, my co-host who doesn't wear sleeves, it's not very becoming. <laughs> Kenny Watson is making fun of you for that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but anyways, uh, what do I make of it? Uh, yeah, I don't. I think it. I think the flat bills are goofy. Like, you know, with Pulp MX, um, I designed some hats and we're selling some hats for Pulp MX, and I got some calls for trucker hats and flat bills, and I'm just like, no chance. I think those are hideous. But maybe I just um, maybe we're yeah, both too old. But those are the ones that you tuck your ears into, right? Because I don't know who these people with these enormous heads are, but those don't fit people. Like. Like a flex fit or, you know, a hat that's fitted that would actually fit your head. Those trucker hats don't fit like that. They're enormous. Like, if you pull it all the way down, it covers, it'll cover mine. You can't even see my ears. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> These things are enormous. So, they're, they're I, I, I don't know if that's by design. Like, they're supposed to sit above you. No one sits them above their ears. They tuck their ears in and yeah. pull it down. And if you're extra super cool, you bend the lip of the bill up and make a little super kicker on it. Have you seen that move? No. No, I haven't. Oh, man. It's, like, so gnarly. <laughs> it's so gnarly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, just I, wear a hat. I, just just wear the hat. Just wear a hat. That's it. Just here. Here's what it is. And this is what's sad is, like, who started this? Like, you see um, rappers and, like, you know, those guys – they have these enormous hats that don't fit, so they tuck their ears in. And then, like, literally, we took the ball and ran. Mm -hmm. Where did you stand back in the day on leaving the goggle tag on the strap? No, nah, I never did it. Okay. Super gay, I never did it. Right. No. Can you imagine fan. if you were to teleport some guy from the early 1900s who's wearing a hat to protect himself from the sun while he picks away at the, the rock to install a new railroad to bridge you know, a gap between two cities. And you said, hey, we know you don't like wearing that hat, but you have to, otherwise you're going to get sunburned. Well, look at these guys, what they're doing now with the hats. Look what they're doing now. i got to be disgusted. I, I don't think you have to go back to uh, pre-transcontinental railroad times. Okay. I think you right. can go back a couple of decades. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, let's look at, it's just a fad. It's a, it's a fad that is so ridiculous. Look at um, skinny jeans. Yeah. These guys are going to kick their own asses in 10 years when they look back and see themselves in these tight girl pants. Mm -hmm. uh, high school. I have, do you remember, uh, did you ever have, um, gosh, so embarrassing. I have some pictures in these pants called uh, Z Cavarici. Do you remember those? <laughs> no, no. Oh, good grief. Maybe they, they had like, maybe uh, they didn't make it to Canada. Maybe they didn't make it up there. <laughs> they had like kind of a, a tall waist that had like several buttons, you know, so it kind of went up like almost to your belly button. <laughs> and then the bottoms were kind of tapered leg and you had to, you know, roll the bottom. Did you guys roll your pants up there? Uh, yeah, I think we did. 
I didn't. I was wearing cargo shorts. Hang them or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, you were wearing cargo shorts and flip-flops, but most guys were. Yeah. This would be, what, 90s, early 90s or late 80s. Yeah. You know, you, you rolled your bottom of your pants and then, like, rolled them over. I mean, seriously, incredibly gay. But, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> hindsight, right? Um, well, that's what all these people tucking their ears are going to do, so. What about the anyway. what about the big sunglasses? I mean, I've never, I've never. My wife has some, and I know it started with chicks, and somehow it's moved to dudes. And uh, an aviator sunglasses, like yeah, bro, right on. But, yeah, you look awesome, aviators, cool. Um, what, what what's your stance on that? Well, big glasses, you know, that's like the that goes back to like Jackie O, right? That's where that whole thing came from. She used to run those big yeah. old glasses. So I mean, yeah. I know fashion is cyclical or whatever, and it comes and goes, but some of them get a little ridiculous. They look like pancakes. I mean, they're enormous. Uh, that doesn't bug me as bad. There's some pretty ugly glasses, but um, What's the good thing about glasses, I feel like they kind of rotate quick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, huh, remember when James wore those Urkel glasses up on the podium? <laughs> yeah. They were clear lenses. Yeah. So those are. What about what about over the tops? Oakley over the tops. Yeah, those didn't really catch on. They didn't, did they? No, I never saw anyone wear those. I saw Villeman except for maybe James Villeman. Villeman one? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but he's French. Uh, I I don't know, man. You show me uh, a, a young David Pingree wearing some color matched. Oakley blades, and I'll tell you that's a good-looking man right there. What's wrong with blades? I don't know whatever happened. But. I'm not going to disagree. Okay. The form-fitting AXO gear with uh, the wavy hair. I don't know what else I had going on back then. Yeah, you know, nose, no different nose pieces and arm pieces and frame pieces with an iridium lens. So you couldn't see your eyes. That's right. It's a good look, bro. Your right. rhythm's back, by the way, P.S. I haven't mentioned that to you before. Oh, yeah. I'm aware. It's back. x yeah. goggles. Um, yeah. All right, Michael Lessie. Terminator- <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do we need to get into this again? Do we need to get into this? <laughs> you jerk. Okay. Uh, Endo. Hey, Ping, it's me, Endo, again. <laughs> do you see a lot of the same letters from the same dudes? Yeah, I got a handful of guys. Uh, you know, who probably had a letter printed, and then you know, it's, right. it's ex- then it's on. It's exhilarating it's, to see your your yeah. letter print. Yeah, hey, good to hear from Yando. Here we go. I just read your article regarding anger in the latest issue of Racer X. It was great. I too have experienced real anger lately. My favorite magazine, The Soul of the Sport, was my source of my rage. I opened my mailbox expecting some kind of Loretta Lynn special or perhaps another JS Seven comeback. And much to my dismay, a Ford Escort with a bad paint job and enough GoPros on it to kill Elvis. <laughs> Good one. What gives? I'm aware that Rally is part of the action sports orgy environment, but giving them the cover? Ridiculous. No disrespect to McCabe. Why Why does Nick McCabe get brought into this? But McCabe? I don't know. It says McCabe? Yeah, huh. No disrespect to McCabe. But put it in the subcompact monthly and leave Racer X to the bikes. And what is Gymkhana? Sounds like a Jewish holiday, I guess. 
I've been a rider racer for decades, and I've been subscribing to RacerX for over a decade, so I love the sport. But ask your bosses to keep the cars off the cover and tell them happy Gymkhana, whatever that means. <laughs> I like Endo. Now, should we immediately not answer? Like, are we both going to get fired? Should we Should we well, skip over Endo's letter? Uh, we got we got to step delicately here. Um, what did What did you think of that cover with Ken Block in his rally car, Pastrana, you know, nose wheeling across the front of him or whatever? What do you think? Next letter. Ooh, we go next letter. No, I mean, listen, I like Endo's letter, Jim Connor. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, it had Pastrana on it, so it didn't just have a car on it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I don't get the. I went. I talked about this. Uh, on a, I think on the Monster Energy Cup recap, I just feel again like a, you know, the grouchy old Muppets in the balcony. Yeah. I feel like them a little bit because I see this Gymkhana stuff and it's clear that it's multiple cuts and multiple takes and it's not just one big run. They make it look like a big run, like one time he's doing all this. But it's obviously he's practicing and coming as close as he can to the cones and, and he's screwing up sometimes and can I mean, he's an awesome driver. But So to me, it's like, it's like this. If I took myself on a supercross track if you film me ping on a supercross track maybe pre-weight gain let's say uh oh uh, what's going on with the kids oh uh, we got a screamer oh uh, right. we got it we got moving a on um if you film me all day on a supercross track i bet you could put together a 45 second lap that would make me look awesome because i would a take a lap i would take all day to jump the triples but i probably eventually would <laughs> And then I would, you know, then we could go up from there, and you could piece it by piece by piece to make me look much like James Stewart out there, or something close. So the I, first first half of the day would be spent finding a spring rate that would work. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, but but you know what I'm saying? So like I don't, I'm not, I'm not blown away by these Jim Connor videos, but clearly I'm in the minority because I think the one of his videos is the biggest viewed video on YouTube or one of the biggest viewed, you know, millions and millions and yeah. millions of people. I, I, um, trust me, I'm on your side. I, I find it a little bit, I kind of scratch my head and go, okay. I mean, it's probably fun to do. I've done it in a rail car a little bit, you know, pull the old e-brake, get a little slide going, but yeah. Cole Seeley and millions of other kids like him are just think it's boner-tastic, you know? Yeah. Can't get enough of it, so. That said, I think that there are a lot of young kids who think that's really cool. Ken Block's cool. They probably got, got their found ear. in DC shoes. Just also happens to be really, really good friends with Davy Coombs. Not sure that had any sort of influence on the him getting a cover or not. I don't know. I can't be certain. Um, I tell you what, I think Ken Block has his ears tucked into his hat. I bet he does. I wonder if he does. It's all coming together. Mm-hmm. So I bet he's not wearing cargo shorts and flip flops. Damn straight. Damn straight. Uh, so endo, yeah. All right. Uh, to answer his question, though, it does have Pastrana on there. Uh, DC is very involved in motocross. I don't know. Is there any other way we can tie this? It's reaching a little bit. It's a stretch. We also had uh, 
Charlie Brown on the cover. We did have Charlie Brown, but he was racing a motocross bike. He was. Um, I think I think Ken Block's been on the cover before too. Yes. Okay, so that's <laughs> all right. Nice letter. Um, <laughs> oh, this might be the last podcast we ever do. All right, Ping. My question for you stems from a yearly event slash crisis that many, especially us Canadians, face this time mm. of the year. For a few weeks now, we have been under the threat of snow and now have about six inches on the ground. We are looking for any new ideas for coping with the lack of riding for the next five months. Moto movies are great. However, they only last so long. Moto games work fine until you hit the limit on number of times your wife puts up with the coffee table getting kicked over. In your experience, what are some of the things that could keep us motoholics functioning once the minus 40 Celsius weather hits? Sincerely yours, shin deep in fluffy sadness. Uh, well, Ping, you, I mean, you're from Montana, so you're aware of the snow. I'm aware. Uh, I, I realize how brutally cold it gets up there in the, uh, the tundra that is America's top hat, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, if you're not into curling or hockey to take your mind off the dirt bikes, the only solution really uh, get a gym membership, get yourself in there, you know, a few times a week, and uh, and or uh, look at one of these bolt-on kits that they have for your dirt bike. Uh, we did a, a feature, man, three years ago maybe, on the it was called Two Moto. I don't even know if they're still in business, but it was such a cool um, device that you you pull off your shock, swing arm, rear tire. Um, maybe even your airbox. Yeah, your airbox and everything comes out. And this whole back track bolts on. Front wheel comes off. You put on a ski, mounts to the bottom of your fork. And you have yourself a motocross bike that runs in the snow. And uh, I know there's been some versions of this, and some of them are probably not as good as others. This one was designed really well. And uh, I had so much fun on that thing. I laid out a full motocross track on Mammoth Mountain on a section of it that was closed for skiing. And in like an hour, I had braking bumps and ruts. I was like literally dragging bars in snowbanks in ruts that I had built. I had so much fun. So if you had like a few guys with these things, you know, the downside is they're pretty spendy. I want to say they were a couple grand or something, but right. if you live in Canada where it's snow half the year, money well spent. EFI bikes, no need to jet. I mean, you literally just... Find some really warm gloves and go for it. <laughs> All right. All right. So there's, there's, there's some hope. Well, you know, to tell you, otherwise, just, yeah. Find a sports bar, watch some hockey. That's what I'm talking about. I thought, about? It, was, I thought it was funny because, you know, obviously growing up in Canada, uh, I knew that California didn't snow and I knew Florida didn't snow. But. I remember driving my very first time to California to go riding, and it was probably January. And I got to, like, South Dakota, and I was like, holy shit, there's no snow here. Like, my whole life I grew up thinking there was snow all the way down until you get to, like, <laughs> Texas and Florida and Cali. And, and I was like, man, I've only, been, I've only left home for, like, eight hours, and there's no snow here. So the, the the 
the point I'm trying to make is Canada, you're really screwed because most, 85% of the North America has no snow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, it's, I guess it's not that surprising, but a lot of people are into snowmobiling out there. I, just, yeah. I can't get into that. Yeah, it's all right. I couldn't ever get it. They, whenever I did it, we had older ones and they broke all the time and it was so cold out. But now with the global warming, uh, the winters aren't what they used to be. And mm. So, um, all right. Well, that's the letters. That's the three letters you selected. The best of the best this week. Yeah, done and done. Um, what about? And it wouldn't be ass ping without some uh, p- political talk. So, have you oh, voted boy. yet? Have you voted? I haven't voted. No, we're saving it for Tuesday. Just want to get uh, you know all the information in case I want to change my vote at the last minute. <laughs> uh, when is when when is the voting? When is the Tuesday? Okay, so we're gonna have a new president or an old president on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Oh, that's the day I leave yes, for Bercy. I leave for Bercy next Wednesday. So okay, we'll, have- well, good. You can go. Oh, well, you can't vote. Can you vote? No, I can't vote. My wife has voted. I cannot vote. So you will never be able to vote because you weren't born here, right? Is that right. I gotta become a citizen, which I'm in the process of becoming a citizen. I just. Haven't what's that? What's that entail? You gotta take a test. You gotta know like what state the yeah, gotta, Rushmore's in, or what do you gotta do? Yeah, yeah. The, well, I haven't gotten that far. I got all the paperwork. Uh, that's the final thing. You have to take a written test on American history, and then you take this pledge of allegiance and you become American citizen. I am have not even sent the paperwork in yet because I just haven't found the spare seven hundred and fifty dollars that your country wants from me to oh. be, to become a citizen. But I am eligible. I've been here long enough. I've had my green card long enough. And I am going to do it. Um, and I will be able to keep both passports, Canadian and American. So, so you'll do dual, dual citizenship? Yeah, I'll, I'll be a dual citizen. Yeah. And uh, then I'll be able to vote. But I think we've had this conversation before about how much better our national anthem is than Canada's. Oh, yeah. And I think at the time, you couldn't even tell me the Canadian national anthem. You were like, oh, Canada. Yeah. Um, my home and something. Our something. true north, strong and free, is the next line. True patriot love from all our sons command. I think, and then that's about where I get lost. <laughs> that's great. God keep great. our land glorious and free. True. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just the words of yours. It's just yeah. Oh yeah, like, I know. I agree. The American one is like kick ass. The Canadian yeah. one is, is not is is not kick ass. Um. So so okay. So you're gonna vote for Mitt Romney, the Mormon capitalist venture capitalist that bankrupts companies. Okay, got it. Bankrupts Check. companies. Check. He knows how to run a company. Is what it is. I'll tell you what, I, I I I've told you this before too. The Canadian system is much better. There's five parties. They're all legitimate. And you, you cannot you can only donate so much to their campaign. You cannot buy a candidate. It is not millions and millions and millions of dollars to become president. I'd like to know this. All those all you presidents and political people, you're so worried about the earth and the environment, or most of you are, or say you are, stop sending me eighteen pounds of letters every day in my mailbox telling me how great you are. Oh man. How about no that? Kidding. Right? How about that? I get so much junk mail. I oh. wish I could go to the post office and just go stop. I know. Just quit it. Like, it's it's just every single day. You're just killing trees to, to print off these political 
things that I don't read and I throw away. You know what Victoria's Secret is? There's no more trees left. Because <laughs> all the brochures she sent me, she's hacked them down to make. I, I, I think the whole U.S. Postal Service should just be gone. Hand it over. Let, let UPS and FedEx and whoever take it over. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. They're in debt, right? Big time and stuff. Oh, yeah. The, the government doesn't, wasn't designed to, like, run stuff. and do, You know, their job is to protect our freedoms and liberties and things like that. It's not, hey, let's deliver mail for people. Hey, let's run this program. Let's build this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Everything that they do, they right. fail at. I'm, I'm so disillusioned. And when I do become a citizen, and I am eligible to vote, I probably won't vote. I'm so disillusioned by every political well, candidate that I, has ever... I would bet you that in, in a short amount of time, you're going to see, whether it's the Libertarian Party or, or what, you're going to see a, another candidate come in. It's not going to be just Democrat, Republican. I, 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 hope, I hope so. Because I hope so. Uh, it's just so split up right now. And I, it's like so the, the sole purpose in Congress is to F each other over. Never mind try to be better or try to make things better. Just yeah. whatever the other party says is wrong. And, and TV doesn't help either. Fox News, CNN, like it, that, those, they don't help each other either. You know? Yeah. Know. It's so flawed. Hey, I'm not standing here telling you it's perfect, but it is what we got. And you got, you can't say you're not going to vote. You got to, you got to make your voice heard. It doesn't work. You know who I would have voted for? If you don't want to vote for one of them, vote for whoever you like. There's got to be someone that you like the best. Ross Perot. It's Ron Paul or Ross, then fine. Go pull the lever. Ross Perot seemed to make a lot of sense when I was a kid. I like that guy. But maybe that was yeah. Dana maybe that was Dana Carvey doing Ross Perot that I like. Yeah, I no, remember. that was funny. I enjoyed that. <laughs> All right, enough political talk. Um, All right, good. <laughs> good. Jeff I'm Ward, sick of it. I'm I'm just want this whole election to be over to be honest with you. What do you think your guy Mitt Romney's gonna win? Uh, I don't know, man. Everybody it's says really... it's gonna be really close, everything I hear and read. <laughs> I think I think what will, I don't know, it is really close. I think what, what, what may happen, I don't think that one guy is going to win both the popular and the electorate. I think it's going to flip-flop. Like maybe Romney wins the popular vote, but Obama wins by way of electoral college votes. That's what I think. Right. Which means that we're going to be in the same boat where the parties are going to be split. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a mess. Right. Uh, Anyway, not all, right. all that. Uh, next question, uh, Jeff Ward Racing. Big news today, and I, I heard something for the last couple of days that uh, uh, what's going on with uh, Dean Wilson. I think what we know, and this is this is midday Friday. Dean's going to be out. I think he's looking for a ride. The team may or may not go racing, and I really believe that Jeff Ward is out. What, what do you what do you what do you know? Well. We don't know anything because no one's really talking, but um, there was rumblings about something going down. You know, you were standing with me when we talked to Jeff at the Monster Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Was that you? And I, I said, hey, what's, man, all these rumors about your team, Jeff, what's going on? It's like, no, no, you know, that's just a bunch, of, you know, a bunch of crap, you know. We're, we're, we're looking for sponsors still, but like, we're going racing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he just said, he made, he made it sound like basically they have a sponsor they've been working on. Yeah. It wasn't a done, signed deal yet, but it was all coming together and everything was going to be fine. But what's he going to say? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Oh, Ping, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a disaster, man. Don't say anything, but, man, we're, you know. 
Right. It's 50-50 right now. You know, what's he going to say? But um, there have been calls made, as you alluded to, of agents and things and where it's definitely the writing is on the wall that there's big problems over there. And it it always comes down to money. I'm hearing that Cranyak isn't wanting to fund it anymore. Uh, If they, my guess is that whatever this big sponsor is they've been working on isn't happening fast enough or isn't happening. And Cranyak, the guy who, you know, is original partner in this team, doesn't want to put all the money up. Right. I know Wardy's not putting his money into it, so. Yeah. Uh, there is another third partner who I don't even know. What was his name? The guy, uh, Lucas? I don't know if he Lucas? was, I don't know if he was a partner, if he was just Wardy's buddy. I don't really know. Well, anyway. Yeah. I think he was telling people he was a partner, but whether he was or Un- not. Unfortunately, so. a bit of a disaster is what it is. It's too bad. Where will Dino go? Where, where will Dean Wilson I mean, line up? He should go back to Pro Circuit, which he never should have left in the first place. And he should ride and, 250 Supercross and maybe try to ride 450 Outdoors for them. If not, ride 250 Outdoors again. Okay. Tickle's gone. Mitch has at least the framework for a 450 program there. Why wouldn't he go back to Mitch and ride a 450 there? I don't know. I mean, I've, I, I think he feels... I mean, is, too- is that like the logical place for him to go? He was talking to KTM pretty heavy. What What about that? Yeah. He's already he's already got his deal done with Shift, right? Right. I wonder if that prevents him from going back to Mitch, or if they would be cool to let him out, or if they're going, hey, go talk to KTM, you could still wear would, stuff. I would hope they'd be cool to let him out, you know? But, <sighs> I mean, he's never won a Lights Championship Supercross, and he needs to get that checked check that off and and he'd be a favorite for whatever he does and Dude, he's a big boy yeah he's a big kid he is but even on the 450 he looks like he's big ron machine was 190 pounds in 85 and he beat everybody that's true i'm not saying it can't be done travis preston yeah that's how tall that dude was right so yeah i guess he's up in the air and i don't know if they're still going to go racing with a kyle chisholm and another guy or Sign another guy. I mean, my, uh, that's up in the air. But uh, I do think Dean's out, and I think Jeff Ward is going to be removed from that program as well. And we'll see what happens from there. Mm. Bad deal, though, if you're Oscar and Paul Deloria. The team's been around for 10 years. They've won a couple Supercross titles. So bad deal for those guys. Just goes to show you, it's no, it's no cakewalk. When you can take a team that, you know, at one point was – yeah, they were, they were the best team. They were taking down the factories, right? Like, yeah, Supercross titles, the biggest right. prize you could win in our sport. And uh, now here they are, like, just fizzled, fizzled. And, and anyone that thinks, I think we see, see a lot of this. Like, even that guy who was partnered up with Langston, the uh, Wit or yeah. the Wit or whatever the heck his name was. Yeah, Wit. I think they come in thinking. Oh, this will be great! I'm going to get involved with this sport, and I, you know, I'll be able to just kind of fund it initially, and then we can make some money here eventually and pay it back. And you know, my manager, I'll take care of everything. I can just show up at the races, enjoy it, and shake hands and be awesome. And then they realize that's not even close. It's like the money's constantly coming out of their pockets. They still, you know, for an owner like that, there's a lot of time that it sucks out of you. you got to still make decisions. The manager can't do everything. He can't write checks. You right. still have to be involved quite a bit. And um, 
I think a lot of people get just, you know, disenchanted with the whole thing in a short amount of time, and that's why we see these teams come in, they're here, they're good for a couple few years or whatever, whatever it is, and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's not easy, and there's not too many guys making money. You, you know, you, you ran a team with Troy Lee uh, for a couple of years. You were the manager, and, and there's really not many guys making money racing dirt bikes. So you have to have the love of the sport and have a deep pocketbook. Well, and, well, the other thing is have something that you're trying to market. You know, Troy's got a great template because he can, he can take the, you know, he was putting, when I was there, it was $100,000, $150,000 of his own money going into the team every year after all the sponsors have kicked in, but, um, and, and I'm sure all those numbers have changed, but, you know, yeah. at the time, that's what it was, and he just said, look, that's, you know, maybe if I need to pull back my magazine advertising or my, you know, advertising here or there, whatever, I will, because it's all advertising dollars. Yeah. You know, that's just marketing for us. Yeah. And he's trying to sell gear, and he's able to show new stuff and whatever. A guy like, uh, you know, this L&M team or Jeff Ford Racing, they're not selling anything. They don't have anything to promote or push. It's just, yeah, they're trying to be a race team. I mean, that's that's really tough if you're not selling something. The manufacturers are selling bikes, you know. Right. But even those teams, I don't think they're. A lot of them are not breaking even. But but again, they write that off as marketing. So these teams that don't have anything to sell, I don't know. Right. I don't see them. I, 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 it's just a tough tough order to keep them in business for a long time. Yeah. And I like Moto Concepts. How long do you think that'll stay around? Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? You know, at least they're he, marketing something. They're selling something. So. He's selling something, but it's like little trinkets and bits and whatnot. Right. It's not, I don't know. Does Moto Concepts, the, the shelving and the whatever he makes, is that really? The, the lesson is, as always, be really rich if you want to race, have a race team. Uh, and, yep. that's, and that's why you won't see the David and Steve team attacking no. Supercross and Motocross near anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will not. Can you imagine the what? battle that we would have over riders, you and I, if we had a team together? Oh, I mean, I would want to give the Canari. You'd be like, Mathis, we can't give Canari and Nicoletti and these guys rides. I got, I got Dungey on the line. Nope. 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 You... Absolutely love Bobby Canary. I, great guy. I totally like him. But I, your infatuation with him is unrivaled. Well, I'm a fan. What is it? I'm a fan. What is it? I mean, he's I'm not Canadian. I mean, just because he's been to Canada, he does race the Canadian series every year for years now. So yeah, and New York is close to Canada. So this is it. That's the <laughs> infatuation. No, no. I mean, I just, I just think the guy's fast. He's a hard worker. He doesn't complain at all from anybody I've ever talked to that worked with him. Like, you could give him a shit sandwich, and he'd be like, can I have some mustard? Um, he just, I just think he's, you know, underrated a little bit. Never, I mean, I doubt the guy's making much money racing. And I just Isn't feel he like, making money fishing? Isn't he, like, pro fishing guy? Yeah, he's all into that. I don't really know. Yeah. <sighs> JT told me something about, yeah, he makes money fishing. I don't know how, but. Um, all right, Ping. Well, thanks, man. Uh, this has been the Ask Ping Racer X Ask Ping Podcast Edition, uh, sponsored by ODI Grips. I guess is the word. I guess, yeah. We, oh. we, we, we're trying something new here. Appreciate everybody listening while I cannot type. And how long are you in a cast for? 
I don't know. I go back Tuesday to have a look at how it's healing, and then right. more will be decided then. Well, I'm in I'm in first, I'm in France next week, so you're gonna have to figure something out for next week. <laughs> well, I'll get started on like Tuesday afternoon, and maybe by Friday I can have it all done with my left hand. Just pecking away at it, <laughs> just one finger at a time. Have you ever tried it? I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. It's really hard to survive with just your left hand. Like, wiping my butt is so hard. I either can't get it clean or I break a finger through. It's just, yeah. it's Terrible. a disaster. Blowing my nose, no good. Terrible. Typing, Terrible. nope. Opening pain medicine jars or, you know, yeah. pill bottles, no good. I'm basically useless. I feel for you. Yeah. I'm useless, too, and I don't even have a cast on. Mm. Um, well, all right, bud. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for doing this, and uh, yeah, keep in touch, and uh, talk to you soon. Take care, man. Bye, bye now. Bye, bye.